The Utah Jazz second night of a homestand was more of the same. A dominating performance by the Jazz, blowing out the Toronto Raptors in full balance across the board. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Thank you very much for joining us here on Postcast tonight. The Utah Jazz beat the Toronto Raptors 145 to 113. The Open the game 28-25 in the first quarter. Starters, even. That's kind of been the book. Then the storyline from there has been that we have so much depth. We're so balanced. We just start to stretch it out on people when their benches aren't as good. Starters were dead even to start the game. Jazz got up by three at the end of one. They got up by 17 at the half. They then stretched it all the way. They won the third quarter by another three points. Go by 20 where the two teams combined for almost 80 points in the third quarter. And then Jazz scored the most points in regulation ever scored in this building. At the Delta at Delta Center with a 145-113 win over the Toronto Raptors, the Jazz win again. Uh, I got I, I've lost track of my streaks, but I think the one that jumps out to the most there's two things that jump out to me the most tonight, Ron. That I'll start with about where this team is. We played December 21st in Detroit. Yes, we were underdogs. Underdogs. We were 10 and 18 on that night. And since then, we're 10 and 2. How did we go from 10 and 18 and underdogs in Detroit to 10 and 2? That's, uh, man, that's that's such a great question until you start looking at the way they've been sharing the basketball. Um, and I know you talk about this a lot about playing rogue basketball. We've, you know, Colin Sexton and probably. Uh, Jordan Clarkson are the ones that will play more with the ball in their hands than than anyone else on the team, but they've been productive. Uh, but otherwise, this, just being able to share the basketball, uh, execution, uh, spacing, everything that Will talks to us about, you know, they, they seem to be getting better at. The thing that was most interesting to me about tonight, and it was very funny, but at halftime, uh, Scott Morrison had this incredible quote, <laughs> which was that, he had no idea how they're up 17 because they look like a bunch of guys at a bar, drunk guys at a bar trying to figure out who is safe enough to drive each other home. Um, I think that's what he said, but the, which is just a great line. And then he went on to talk about all the things they're doing wrong. What I think is most interesting about that, Ron, is that so the coaching staff is watching this team play tonight against Toronto and they don't think they're playing very well. That's all a part of coaching because you have a game plan and uh, sometimes you have to go away from your game plan in, or, in order to win or, you know, whatever the case. But obviously that's exactly what happened tonight is that the Jazz didn't follow the game plan and, and other things were working and they stayed with it. Now, coaches can get, get upset, you know, all they want. But, you know, you're leading at the half by, what was that? 17. 17. 16, and, you know, <laughs> and you make that point at the half, but deep down inside you're thinking, well, you know, you, you really can't. And then know. Toronto came out in the third quarter, had just a, a multitude of shots, and the Jazz answered every single one of them tonight. But I, I do think this match is, like I've talked about, is unlocked on Jazz is the rule of 240. Like, we are just throwing out 240 minutes of, of players every night. And I don't want to go through their roster and say who's not a 240-minute player, but, like, on guys I'm looking at that I'm not entirely sure, I think they might have played 40 minutes of guys that aren't NBA rotation players tonight. So we're throwing out 240 minutes. They're throwing out 200. That's a big difference. And the big difference is that's when you're throwing out that, that those kind of minutes is they're just not minutes that aren't 
something's getting done. I mean, they're they're being productive, you know, with those kind of minutes. It's not like, you know, you got a couple of guys out there, they're throwing at Grady Dick, who's in the ballgame, uh, 12 minutes and, and doesn't score. Uh, but, and, I, and I honestly, I was just generous. I actually think they played like 60 minutes of non-NBA guys tonight. Yeah, probably so. Like, and that's, and, and Philadelphia played a bunch of non-NBA guys, and Milwaukee played a bunch of non, they're not going to be, when I say non-NBA, guys are going to be seven, eight, nine-year rotation NBA players. Like, mm-hmm. long time, everyone gets a shot for a little while, but guys are going to hold their spot as a rotation player. You know exactly what you're getting every single night. Generally, I don't count rookies at all. So, for us, we would minus Keontae, but he's played fine, and as a bench role, his impact has been minimized. What he's doing is fine. Um, But this is kind of, I think, what it is. And we saw it tonight. Like, how's it? And then the other thing is that what Will has done with this group is that each of these guys seems to be excelling in the role that they're given right now in a manner that makes it like they're just together and playing together. And that's probably the best point that that could be made, you know, for that. Is they're excelling at at exactly what you said, excelling in the role and the minutes that they're getting out there on the floor. I talk about productive minutes, and I think that's what we're seeing, you know, the same thing you're saying, excelling with with the minutes they're getting. But those productive minutes uh, makes it easier for a coach to coach a basketball game. You know, when they can throw guys out there and and, and mix and match the the lineups, and you don't lose a lot. Two guys I thought were absolutely fabulous tonight. I don't know if they're going to be our stars. You didn't buy into my absolutely fabulous the other night, so who knows what you're going to do to me tonight. Look at you. You get on a little win streak, and you decide you can. Okay. Um, I thought Ochai Abaji's first or second quarter is the best basketball I've seen him play all year yeah, long. And, and I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, and, well, I'll, I'll do that when we get to our stars. But he, that has to be a confidence builder for him because he, he rebounded, got a couple of – did he run down a block shot there yep. as well? Yeah. Uh, and then he was able to knock down a, 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 a three – uh, did he get two? Yeah, he got two. He was two for seven from the three-point line. That's where he's been struggling. That corner three has been his bread and butter all, for, for the most part, but then all of a sudden he started to struggle from it, and he was able to knock down one tonight. And then I thought Kelly Olenek controlled the entire game for eight to ten minutes tonight in the middle of the floor, passing, driving, beating mismatches. Uh, it was just it was really just terrific. Yeah, and, and that's probably going to be one of my stars. And, and the reason for that is that there, there's times when guys can control a game and not score a lot of points. Rebounding, assists, and just keeping the group together in, out there on the floor. And I mean, he, like I said earlier before the ball, he only averages five shots a ball game. But the impact he makes at the success of this team is, is unreal. We, we can criticize that slow motion move that he has that's – off rhythm, all that, but he just flat out gets the job done. What right. a luxury to have a guy like that on the team. There, there are some guys. There are. There's. I don't know. If this is totally true, but I generally kind of believe this. Three point shooting defensively is kind of luck. They're either hot or they're not. Guys are going to get threes. It's hard to take them away. You can deny the rim. As a defense, I really feel like the two things you can impact is you can deny the rim. You can decide you're not getting to the rim. In this day and age, when there's this many shooters, it's almost impossible to deny threes. Yeah. The second thing I've always thought a little bit is deep two-point shooting defense. And what I mean by that is if a guy gets in the paint and he's trying to shoot, you're, you're either bothering him or you're not. Like, if they're just getting there freely, then you're, you're not doing much defensively. The Raptors tonight at the rim were 8 of 15. They only got 15 shots at the rim all night long. That's in the... That's in the 13th percentile of all amounts you get in the game. And they only made 8 of 15, which is in the 12th percentile. And at one time, 
five two pointers of twenty three attempts, right. something At like that. At halftime, they were five of twenty three. They had five mm-hmm. five twos and eight threes. In the short mid range, they were eight of twenty five tonight. In the long mid range, they were two of seven. So they finished eighteen of forty seven on twos tonight. I think ten of thirty two at the in mid range and eight of fifteen through. That's the Jazz D'ing up. Like tonight, the Raptors finished with an offensive rating one one eleven point nine. It's at the bottom half of the league. They came in as the fourth best offense in the league over the last six games. The Jazz offensive rating tonight was a one forty one. The Raptors came in as one of the worst defensive teams in the league since the trade. So, I mean that they stopped them on one end and and got the and, and took advantage of it. But defensively, this was as this was a really and even that. Like I said to Scott Morrison, that's your best defensive half of the year, I believe statistically. He's like, yeah, I don't really think so. Well. That's one of the Jazz better defensive games of the year. Well, my theory on this for years has been if you can hold a team to 42% two-point range, uh, you should win the basketball game, especially if they're below 25 assists or something like that. And we see that tonight. I mean, that, but the three-point shooting is just – you know, 17 for 34 there. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah, that's really, I mean, And they don't win. And I don't know, like, yeah, by the way, if you want to know why there's an offensive explosion in the league, because two teams tonight, they came in the league 23rd and 20. This is crazy. Two teams that came in the league in 23rd and 22nd in three-point shooting percentage, okay? We're both in the bottom 10 of three-point shooting combined tonight to shoot 38 of 77 from the free throw, from the three-point line. If you want to know why there's an offensive explosion league, that's why when two of the worst three-point shooting teams go 50% for a game, it's nuts. But that's how you have to defend. You have to defend in around the rim. And the fact that we're not getting blown by on every drive anymore like we were earlier this year, that Chris Dunn and Simone Fontecchio are playing defense. with And John Collins has been much better defensively. And then Walker is just a force defensively. Yeah, great point. And not a lot more you can say about that. But they uh, just... Getting it done. All right. Well, we agreed Kelly Olenek won. Kelly Olenek gets a start tonight. Now, I, I was torn with Colin Sexton, who had who at, at after the first quarter, the Jazz led twenty-eight to twenty-five. But Colin Sexton, second quarter, was the Jazz. It was monster, and it really got the John. But it was Marketing's um, third quarter that extended it. Um, so, but Colin Sexton, I think. So, you know what I'm going to do? No. Lacey's a teacher. She is, and She huh? keeps track. Elementary or secondary? And or... teachers claim they never have favorites. And they, they, they never have favorites. Okay. And they lie. They lie? Because they have favorites. <laughs> right. Every teacher has favorites. I promise. And I have a favorite. Okay. I have a few favorites on this team. Okay. But I have one person who's really a favorite. Simone. So Ochaibashi is getting my second star. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that is just a complete bias pick right there. I mean, there's so many guys that you, a lot can, of, that you can give a star. I'm going Kelly Olynyk and Ochaibashi. That's a good one. I'll go with that. Oh, look at Ron Bo followed my lead. Maybe we'll. I'm not going to go rogue. On maybe you we'll get along before this is over. Jazz are rolling. I just want to make everyone understand this. Tomorrow, the Utah Jazz, tenth in the Western Conference, play the eleventh ranked in the Western Conference. Los Angeles Lakers, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hey, and plus, let's kind of shut up those Laker fans that come and sit over in that section over there with those gold jerseys on. You know what? I've never had a complaint about this. If you want to pay for your season, if you want to have some scummy little Laker fan with his 
34 version Kobe is eight Kobe Bryant jerseys and his six Magic Johnson jerseys. Pay for your jazz season tickets for the other 41 nights. Okay. I don't have a problem. You don't have a problem. And the real reason I don't have a problem because what's so great is to watch them walking out of here after a loss. <laughs> so let's see if we can do that tomorrow. <laughs> Jazz, Lakers, right? 7 30 start. Right. start. Have a great one. Talk to you later. This has been Locked On Postcast. We'll uh, have a great one. We now send you the Locked On Sports today, 24 7 national stream. Have a great one.